0: Would either review? You... Yeah.
1: No.
2: <laughs> Come on, okay. So uh, please please tell us what you, what you want to.
0: No, ask. I have an iOS dev question. Uh-oh. Because we have an Apple event next week. We do and ideally <laughs> He's just ignoring us now. Well, this week, sorry, it is Sunday. Oh. Ideally oh. Uh, <sighs> We're gonna we're gonna ship uh, updates to apps and things like that straight after the event or as close to being after the event. As possible. All right. I mm-hmm. can't work something out. I can't work something out. So my... I have Petty, as everyone knows. I've been updating it for all the fancy new stuff. I can't work out why the app crashes on launch on watchOS 6 when installed from TestFlight, but not when installed from Xcode. And this is even after changing the build configuration thing to release in Xcode when building and running. Uh, no problems there, but it's crashing from TestFlight. So I'm, I'm at a bit of a loss. Any ideas? Hmm. If it- if that would happen to me, I would usually ask you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I have I have some I have some theories, but I don't know what it could be.
2: Is all on- is it only the watch app that's crashing? It's
0: only the watch app. It's crashing when installed from. Are you Tesla. on
2: any other uh, watch uh, beta uh, beta test apps? Like, could you try? Can you install uh, any other ones? I
0: am. And there's no issue there. Okay. So, does
1: so it crush on WatchOS five? Uh, I don't support WatchOS five. I'm not a monster. <laughs> but well, sounds like you're not supporting WatchOS six either. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I'm using SwiftUI,
0: so it has to be six. Mm. Oh. So that, that's one of my theories that maybe it's a SwiftUI thing. It could be an independent watch app thing. And so, I mean, I can debug this by wait till Tuesday. Starting with a blank SwiftUI view. And uploading to test flight every time Mm. I make a change, and that's annoying because it's at least a two-minute process to get the thing uploaded, which is actually pretty fast, but Mm -hmm. it's It's still pretty slow because then it'll take ten minutes to process. So there's like there's no no instant feedback here. So before I go down that path, and realistically, I don't have time this weekend. So this is like basically if I don't if I don't find a quick solution, I just won't ship next week. That's okay.
1: Um, but yeah, it's. not I would just wait till Tuesday see what GM does. That's the
0: thing. Like it could also just be a an Xcode beta, whatever. Mm number we're at now thing. Especially with all um, the switch UI
1: changes did, in the last few betas. And,
2: did this ever work um, mm-hmm. um did this work on previous builds? Uh previous betas? Or is this the uh, first time? Look, I
0: think it has. I don't remember. Um I, I yeah, I, I can't I can't tell you honestly. Okay, can you install um, an earlier version yeah, of the beta, the
2: like an earlier?
0: Oh, like um, like the previous, like an upload to test flight from an earlier version of Xcode. No, 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 no. Just use one of the old builds. Oh, good yeah. point. Yeah, from test flight. No, no that's a good point. Uh, I will give this a go. Thanks. All right. Because yeah, it is quite. The conundrum. Anyway, it yeah. just means I probably won't ship next week. I'm not also. Fi- I'm also not finished completely with the Mac app because uh, while there's no Siri shortcut stuff in the Mac app, I need to remove some mm. references mm-hmm. to Siri shortcuts from around the app. It's Can what I you get for adding all those Siri shortcuts. I know you get punished uh. a year later. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Yeah. Oh, wait. Maybe it is working from test flight now. <laughs> wait, maybe Beta 7 fixed it. Because <laughs> I only installed Beta 7 like two days ago. Okay. Oh, man. That was a completely useless segment of the podcast then. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> um,
2: I mean, some people might have wondered what happened to their apps on Beta 6. And now you've confirmed that it happened for you, too. So, people are happy. That's fair
0: point. <laughs> so, actually, fun fact. I got to Melbourne for for devil last weekend. Mm. And... Like, over the weekends, I mean, I was in Melbourne, but I was, like, half in Melbourne. My mind was still doing some uni work. I was actually still doing some uni work, like, half of Sunday. So, I didn't do any dev uh, work while I was there over the weekend. And then on Tuesday morning before my talk, I was like, oh, I want to verify one of the things I say uh, in case it's been fixed in a later beta um, or changed at all. And I realized I didn't have an Xcode beta on my machine, which... Meant that, like two hours before the talk, here I was on slow university Wi-Fi trying to install Beta Seven. So I, I hadn't, didn't have Beta Seven installed until very, very recently, which was uh, not a good situation to be in. But it was okay. Worked out okay. Got it installed. Could verify what I wanted to say. Okay, we were all good.
2: Um, um, but yeah, anyway,
0: moral of the story is to always keep betas on your machine. I don't even remember why I deleted beta 6, but it wasn't there. I might have intended to install beta 7 when it came out and preemptively deleted 6, but who knows. Mm. At least unpacking the zip would have been fast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an hour at all. No, I mean, like half an hour, whatever it takes. I don't know, it's so slow. It's horrible. (laughs) Imagine working at Apple, getting a new build of Xcode every day or two and having to go through that. Like, you need 16 Macs just to
1: be able to do any work. Internally, you wouldn't need to ship that. Wasn't that just a... What is it called? Xcode Ghost? Wasn't that like a weird, uh, sketchy Xcode version that was somewhere on the internet and would add random stuff to all the apps you would uh, build with it? Wasn't that when Apple started signing the, the package? I'm not sure. I thought that was a response to that. And I don't think Apple's... Oh, okay. I mean, maybe, but I, I wouldn't expect them to be afraid of people uh, for... Internal builds, but... Because
0: I know there are ways to turn... Like, to speed that up. There's, like, some thing you can do that turns off one of the checks. Yeah, not to verify. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it does speed it up, but I don't know by how much. I've never done it. So, yeah, you could be right. Mm. Cool. I'm also ready. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Look, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, So, been there. You you shipped a a test flight build this week with dark mode, Mm -hmm. which looks quite nice. Um, Thanks. I will... I will enjoy this when I'm adding coffee shops at 9pm at night before exams. <laughs> um, actually, I added a few when I was in Melbourne, just just for the record. Um, right. mm-hmm. I do have a question for you, though. Okay. And it's not related to being there, but it is related to one of your apps. Okay. Uh, PackTrack, have you opened that on iOS 13 at all? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. You might want to do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> doesn't sound like I do. Yeah, I've been using it a little bit again lately.
1: Because uh,
2: I... It sounds like a great experience, Kai. I'm not sure if you could
1: open this up. Um, actually, I do have... I, I do actually... I did open it on iOS 13 because I have a um catalyst build ready. But it sounds like I should also submit an iOS update. <laughs> I think that might be nice. Does it crash on launch? Um,
0: <laughs> it does not crash on launch. It is still usable. So Good job. <laughs> Good job but doing the
1: colors the colors are off oh i noticed that um i noticed that so in one of the betas that it for some reason didn't read a color from the color asset catalog yeah but yeah, that was for being there it wasn't it no no it happened in both actually okay yeah i don't know what's going on there
0: so yeah there's just there's no um the top the top nav bar background color whatever you've got it set to is Mm -hmm. just not coming through until you scroll on the initial table view, and so that means that the settings uh, button and the plus button are very difficult to see. Yeah,
1: white on white. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, Everything else works
0: fine. It's just a few little things. It's a
2: minimalistic mode, so you shouldn't be overwhelmed when
1: you're launching it. No, I will probably, I'll I'll probably have that ready to ship on Tuesday as well. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, for that kind of, I imagine it's a pretty quick rebuild with new yeah, yeah. That's the nice yeah. thing about uh drag. from a uh, IRS app perspective, it doesn't do anything. So there's not a lot of work you could put into oh, that.
2: That's that's hard. It's
1: still useful. It, it, yeah, I mean, I but I thought so, but it doesn't do a lot. It's, like it's, it has it has a single
0: purpose and it does it well.
1: Yeah. But, I mean most of the code is is on the server because all the like parsing of carriers that that's what's taking effort. But the IRS mm. app is essentially a table view. And that's it. So it's not even if the entire thing would be broken, I could rebuild it in less than a day, I think. All good apps are just a table view and a detail view.
0: <laughs> well, Petty included. All right. No, but but that's the kind of nice side project sort of app. Like, Petty, for example, is not a huge amount of work to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually rewritten a lot of it over the last few months just as I'm going. If I'm touching a part of the code, I'll just rewrite that particular part. And it's easy enough to do.
2: do. Do you rewrite it in Swift UI?
0: No, no. Um, just tidying up the Swift code because when I wrote a lot of the initial stuff just over two years ago, I didn't really know what I was doing. It worked, <laughs> but uh, looking at that code, it's like I can I can improve that.
2: Hmm. That's hmm. always a good sign. I feel a bit concerned. It doesn't really happen, but if you would look at code that's two years old that you wrote, there's always something that you see that should be improved, I think, because there are new things oh, that you find out yeah. that you didn't know about or certain patterns that might be more popular now that you like more. So I think that's quite normal.
1: Yeah, I recently looked at an older project, I don't know, I that I worked on a few years ago. And I looked at it and it was was one snippet I was like, hey, that's pretty clever. Yeah. I think that's the first time I, I looked at something old and I'm like, huh, that is, that mm. is clever. I should do that in all my projects.
2: Yeah, because you always, mm-hmm. like, in general, you tend to... Like, keep on improving. Yeah, apparently I didn't. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not what I mean. But I'm just saying that I completely understand. I think that's the same, like, listening back to earlier episodes of the podcast, for example, it's like, ah, oh, I would not have done it this way. I would not have, like, worded things in a certain way. It's just... It's a good sign when you see those things, but
1: yeah, and, and <laughs> in a year you'll listen to this part and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have heard it that way.
2: <laughs> yeah, should have been like, I should just have shut up. For a
1: while.
2: <laughs> uh, no, but Kai, I do understand that sometimes you might just practice, you might just try out a new technique, and then you forget about it and might not use. The yeah, or things.
1: this this project was old enough, I might have just copied something from Stack Overflow and I didn't <laughs> know why it worked, but it did. <laughs> and now I looked at, it, I was like, hey, now I understand what's happening here. Now I will remember. I don't know. Either way, uh, all, all ready to, to ship things on, on Tuesday or submit things on Tuesday, I guess. Mm.
0: That's exciting. Mm. So, Zach, how did Dev World go? Dev World was good. Yeah. Um, Dev World, it's always pretty good, as you know. Mm. But yeah, I, I particularly enjoyed this year. Um, I thought it was interesting because it was different to last year and the year before in that it's, it was single stream this year, which meant you didn't have to miss any of the talks, which was yeah, really nice. Yeah, was nice. Um, Unfortunately I still missed one or two while I was practicing my talk. I um I made the mistake last year of trying to not miss any talks on the day of my talk. Um and I found that I was too distracted in mm-hmm. those like the session or two beforehand. So I, I learned my lesson this year and I was like to calm my nerves I should go over the the talk again in the morning. Which I did and went okay. Um but yeah, I think my talk went pretty well too. I was I was happy with how it turned out. I think the response was really interesting. Um, uh, people, people had some really good questions after and people seemed just in general interested in the topic and going in, I was a little bit worried it might be too broad because I touched on a lot of things, but didn't go into detail on many of them, but it turned out that was, it, it was enough to like, it, people were quite attentive to a lot of those things and then had follow-up questions, which worked out quite nicely because mm-hmm. then I could answer in more detail after the fact. Um, and I even had the the terrible slash great idea, like the day before, to add a slide at the end and say, here are the things that I would like to have spoken about as well, if I had a little bit more time. And then that meant that I think that sort of gave a, a good indication, too, for people like other things to check out if they were at all mm. interested mm-hmm.
1: in um, seeing mm-hmm. uh, things for iOS. That's kind of academic writing season. 101. <laughs> Further, reser- further, further research topic suggestions in the end of your paper. Yes.
0: Oh, can I just, can I point something out? Um, no. So, James White, um, so he, he, James White is somebody who's gone to Devil many times and usually gives great talks. He's given talks all the years that I've gone. He's very, very engaging as a speaker, and he sort of does these talks that are, a hybrid between developer and designer related talks. Mm-hmm. He, he did a, what I thought was a brilliant thing in, in his presentation this year and actually sent you a photo of, of this slide when he referenced past talks that he'd done. Mm-hmm. So he gave a talk on SF symbols and spoke about using icons in apps and, and glyphs and things like that. And he, he referenced uh, one of his past talks, I think, where he discussed paint code or a similar mm-hmm. tool um, a couple of years ago. And he put up the the slide like Apple do at the end of their WWDC. It's like, for more information, and they did the same design with the talk name at the end and the year of the Dev World Conference. It was brilliant. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> we'll be able to put the photo as the chapter art for this little segment. Um, but I thought that was like just a genius, like, you know, it's a subtle yeah, little thing, really cool. but I, I yeah. chuckled. Um, yeah, yeah it's funny. It's a classic James thing. Like, he's just really good with... With those kind of subtle things in the talk, mm. um, so I really appreciated that. Um,
2: mm.
0: But yeah, this year, like this year was good. There was some talks on cross-platform frameworks as well, so React Native and Flutter. We had a talk on each, and I mean they were interesting. They generated a lot of discussion as well. Um, <laughs> I think people were p- people continued to reference them throughout the conference. Um, actually, I should mention that was the other nice thing about having it be single stream is that. Talks, particularly those on the last day, would often make reference or just mention a mm. talk from the previous mm. day or from the day before because yeah. it was a f- pretty safe assumption that most people in the room had seen said yeah, talk. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was quite a nice way to do it. I do agree
2: with you. I really appreciate when they have single stream. It's nice when you do it. And you also feel a bit more like you have something to chat to everyone at the conference about because everyone will have been at the same talks. So,
1: What was the general uh, opinion about those kind of cross-platform frameworks at DevWorld? Look,
0: I think people are still... It's pretty similar to how we, we discuss things on the show. Okay. People are still... Uh, like, I mean, it's a crowd of native developers. It's understandable that most people have a preference towards native development. Mm-hmm. There were a few instances... like Actually, I should mention there were two on React Native. So, somebody else... It um, was one main talk on React Native, and then another one was sort of talking about using React Native to build a team and and scale from there, which was actually a really good talk. To build um, a team? And, and, and to, so, they, she was building a team, like, working at a university, they needed some apps, and she sort of went over the way, the reasons they chose React Native, oh, okay. and how, um, you know, it meant that they could get a JavaScript developer in, and they didn't need to get a couple of specialists in, like, native development, and so they were just reasons behind mm-hmm. why they went with React Native and sort of the, the benefits that it provided. So, anyway, it was interesting. Um, obviously, the like in the questions after, a lot of people are sceptical, of course, mm-hmm. and asking things about, you know, like the bigger picture, how does it scale, how do you see this working longer term? Those kind of questions, of course, come up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting because, I mean, for WWDC, we don't talk or- least I didn't talk to anyone about, say, React Native or Flutter. Like, it just wasn't a topic of conversation. Whereas at DevWorld, it did become a bit of a topic of conversation just because we'd all seen talks on it. So mm-hmm. that part was nice. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that there's too many people who are na- native developers um, sort of going, "Oh, I'm going to go check this out now." Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Part of the pitch. So the Flutter talk was given by some, like a, a dev evangelist for Google. Um, oh, really? That clear. Part of his pitch was, well, hey, Swift UI is constantly changing. We basically have the same declarative UI layout stuff if you want to play around with it, but it's stable and works mm mm-hmm. that was a
1: funny way to pitch it. well, um, they also <laughs> just realized that OpenGL is deprecated on on Apple platforms, so we'll see about yep. that yeah, yeah, all right. great investment mm. cool, all right. Keep up the good fight. <laughs>
2: No, like it, it's definitely like the toughest crowd if you're gonna advocate for something that's like cross platform uh, languages, I think. But it's also nice to hear I guess hear directly from people who have done it. I think it's always But good I
1: actually to think like the approach. university one is is potentially a good example for where it might make sense, you know, because mm-hmm, of what they wanna mm-hmm, do yep. though. Do
2: you know what type of apps they were making with
1: her? I mean no matter what, just even if you just look at do they compete with anyone? Not really, right? No. If, if they do anything, student services, anything that makes life uh, uh, or the work that people uh, are doing easier to uh, get yeah, done, yeah,
2: doesn't mean you should do the absolute minimum.
1: You shouldn't, but I think... if you start at zero and you're not competing, like yeah. getting getting if the, the option... minimum might be. If the option is getting the minimum or nothing, yeah. minimum yeah. is still better.
2: Yeah. There's <laughs> that too pitch for react native yeah. <laughs> better than nothing yeah.
1: yeah react native uh better than nothing that should be the tagline <laughs> i don't even want money for this you can have that yeah
0: like I'd, I'd still take a react native app over a website but i don't think you want anything from react native from facebook
1: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 yeah anyway so cool deaf world highly recommend it Moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. Oh,
2: also, let us know when your talk is available online so that everyone can go and listen. Yes, to Yes,
0: we'll do. Yeah, cool. And I think there was a, a recording of the speaker this year as well, so oh, they can nice. come on on most of the speakers for most awesome. of the time. So I don't know. I, I don't know how it'll be stitched together, or, or if it will mm-hmm. be, or if you know, I can just access them and, and do something myself. I don't know, but when I find out, I will let you know. And um, yeah, so should be good. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool,
2: cool, cool, cool. Um. Do we want to? I know that this episode is going to be clo- released very close to the Apple event, uh, the no, September. Now we actually know when it will Apple be, event. or yeah, it's I mean confirmed we, we sort when of it will predicted be. When, it be. <laughs> when it would be. We had a guess that it would be on the 10th, and it will be on the 10th. So enough. that's that's exciting. We know that. Um, I think we're all going to watch it
0: uh, live. Yeah.
2: Live, I hope. Define I hope. Watch. You, I'm expecting you to go up at 3 a.m. Zach. Um,
0: it's not happening. I'm sorry. Really? No? Yeah, it's not happening. <sighs> It'll be the first time in many years. Many, many like, probably since 2013. Really? <sighs> um, yeah. Why? Yeah.
1: What's happening?
0: I have a thing on Tuesday night, and I have to work on Wednesday, and yeah, it just, I have to be responsible. And so you're not watching it? Not live. I'll watch it when I wake up, and maybe on the- or the train and definitely. I'll just I think I'll just my plan is to get up early, go into the office by seven and then watch the event until nine and then just do a normal day
1: of work. Um I don't know Full of excitement about all those new AR glasses.
2: How are you gonna sleep at night?
1: I still
0: feel I still feel really uneasy about this.
2: Yeah, you should be. You should be. Are you even a developer if you don't stay up <laughs> till three AM? And then finally. If you miss
0: dub dub, I could kind of get on board with that, but I feel like it's an iPhone event, like it's a it's
1: a two hour advertisement. But I still want to watch it, don't get me wrong. I think I mean I I, I truly enjoyed that I no longer have to get up at two or three AM. Um so it's it's definitely fine with me that it's at ten AM, but I always enjoyed it. Getting up at two a.m. to show dedication. Everyone else was asleep. Yeah,
2: yeah, I like, did like it, and it was a reason to have some nachos in the middle of the night. Yeah,
1: and I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not one to go out at night. Otherwise, no, so I'm not having a lot of fun at two a.m. Uh, on on Monday nights or Tuesday nights <laughs> usually. So that's yeah.
2: this is this is your this is your evening. Yeah, yeah, this is.
1: I think it's it. That's part of the fun of being in. Apple and iOS uh, enthusiast is to be able to get up and having like a weird Christmas type uh, uh, presentation that you get to watch by yourself <laughs> that no one else cares as much as you do. I, I really enjoy that.
2: Okay. Um, so that said, um. We do, does anyone have any like last minute predictions? I know we so annoyed. This. I'm close. so annoyed. Yeah. You know, it sounds like you have something you want to say yeah. before the before the event.
1: It, it's not really that. I'm. I, I just. I don't understand how I didn't. Uh, put those things together earlier. You know how I was talking about the ultra wideband stuff in new iPhones for for quite some time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how there always been rumors about those tiles, like Apple Tile, to locate stuff that you're missing. It is such an mm-hmm. obvious idea that they will use ultra wideband also to, to as as the technology in those tiles to help you locate them. Mm-hmm.
2: I know, I know. It's frustrating because that makes a lot of sense considering yeah. that. Uh, Bluetooth is not that accurate for those type of things. Yeah. Um, so, and you can't get as precise locations, especially if you do like if you lose your key somewhere in your apartment. If you're only using Bluetooth, you lo- know sort of know that your key is somewhere in the apartment, but you wouldn't know exactly where. Mm. So this would make a lot of sense to use ultra wideband for that. So your last minute prediction is ultra wideband, or is it also the no? I this, I this mean
1: I of- have ultra wideband as my very first wildcard pick.
2: Oh, you're right, you do. So, so not... you mostly know that you didn't draw this connection.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still don't know if it will happen, but it would make so much sense for yeah. for those Apple tags. First of all, it's a good reason that they're better than the others. Second of all, only Apple can build them realistically because they would be the only ones that know what goes into the phone. That would be a good reason why none of that was mentioned at WWDC. And it would just be... Uh, a good way of having um using a technology that is actually a lot better at what it's trying to do than than bluetooth would be so i just think it would be extremely i would think it's extremely likely for apple to use that to to build the product that they seem to want to build and obviously it's a good reason to charge more than then they would charge for tiles. So I think tiles are somewhere around twenty dollars. So Tile is like the the kind of alternative uh, Bluetooth based. Uh, I lost my keys and it, it beeps to find them device. I think they're around twenty bucks. So Apple's is probably between forty and sixty. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe we're surprised.
2: Yeah, yeah. So do you think this is something they will actually release on Tuesday?
1: I mean, if they want to announce it, it would be a good time now. I mean, people would otherwise find it, right? If if the iPhone 11 Pro supports it and people get their hands on it, I mean, either Apple silently announces it or they talk about it. But I think this could be something that would be fun to talk about considering that it will be overall probably a less exciting year. I mean, the camera will be cool and those kind of things, but I think overall we're expecting a relatively minor update to the iPhone and a relatively minor update to the watch. So I think it would be a good year to show some some additional things that, that actually make use of, of potential new hardware in those phones, despite them looking and kind of feeling the same, at least showing, look, there's new... The technology we're using will be useful for indoor navigation. Look how much better it is! And if you lose your keys, you know exactly where they are, and mm, those kind mm-hmm. of things. So I, I, I can t- definitely see that. I don't know if it will happen, but wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a if we see that.
2: Do you think they would release um, a new phone that has something like ultra wideband, but they wouldn't release a device that you can use with that?
1: Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, that was my initial prediction because uh, yeah, you
2: thought it would be more maybe like a dev kit or something for developers.
1: Not necessarily. More as an indoor navigation um device. Okay. Like for or as a yeah, but not as, as a, a
2: device. You thought that the phone would have it. Yeah, and that, then it's up to third-party right. developers to make it something. Not necessarily.
1: That. I mean, not necessarily third-party developers okay. could be just that you get better indoor navigation for public spaces oh, yeah. that already yeah. have. Like for for public transport, right? It would be awesome because mm. the maps Apple has for most public transport uh, hubs are really good, but indoor navigation is still flaky. So if that could yeah. be improved with ultra-wideband, I think that would that would be uh, interesting.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that would be really cool. And something we've been talking about for a while, you and I, Kai, that would mm. just be great if you could do better indoor navigation because I think there's so many cool applications that you can have for that that are actually really, really useful for people. Mm. Um, it wouldn't just be a simple table view um, to implement. It would be something really interesting. Mm. Uh, and the same table view because we spoke about that before. Um, thanks, Molly. That's, that's the connection in case people didn't, didn't draw that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think this would be really cool. And it does make sense, like you say, Kai, that the phone, the newer phone might not realistically be super exciting. Um, because there's not, there are not as many drastical improvements being made because it's already quite a good device. Um, but this would be something that's really, that would be, would be really cool. Although this would also be pretty cool to have in a watch, I think. Especially for navigation purpose. Do you think this is something they could put in a watch? Mm,
1: interesting. I don't know. I don't know how much space and... I don't know. Maybe. Sure. Find your find your Apple Watch. I don't know how many people lose their Apple Watches, but...
2: No, not only for finding, but... I know,
1: like, I know. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Don't want don't to commit to too much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. So if they... Would be something like this in the new phone. Would that mean that you buy in the new phone? Uh, probably. Well,
1: Realistically, it would, be, pro-
2: would this be enough to trigger? Okay, if it wouldn't be for development purpose, would you still buy? Would you buy this? Would this be enough to trigger you to buy a new phone?
1: As I said, I'm I'm really easily convincible. <laughs> I don't think I will buy it right now, but who knows?
2: Okay. Um. How about you, Säga? Are you are You're planning on buying a new phone. Do you know what your which model you're planning on getting? Even though we don't know the models officially, we have some predictions
0: of what the they will be. Cheapest one. So, I go for, oh no, no, the the cheapest flagship one. So, okay. like, not the the 10R equivalent, but the okay. physically the smallest phone I can get, which will probably be the cheapest <laughs> yeah. um, expensive one. iPhone 11 Pro in small. Yeah, that one. Cheapest um, expensive one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that one, no okay. no upgrades on the storage or see, I'm torn on the whole Apple Care thing too. Because as I said, I don't want to put a case on this already mm-hmm. ginormous phone, and if I'm not going to use a case, I should get Apple Care. But Apple Care is also 300 Australian dollars. Oh, really?
1: That's is
0: so much money, like that's ridiculous. But
2: if you're breaking your phone, you it's gonna be more expensive, like,
0: yeah. Because a replacement is like 800 dollars if you don't have Apple Care, mm. so. It's kind of But realistically, when did you
2: drop your phone last
0: time? I dropped... No, but I had a case on it. I dropped my phone frequently, yeah? but I have a case. Whereas okay. when I had an iPhone 6, which I didn't use a case on, um I did drop that and break the screen. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I could have just done a screen replacement, but I did have Apple Care and I was glad I had Apple Care for that because I think I got a whole new phone as yeah. a replacement thingy. Yeah. I think if you get Apple Care.
1: Yeah, it's just a financial decision, right? Do you drop mm. your phone more more often than once in the lifetime of your Apple Care, then get Apple Care.
0: Yeah, mm,
2: yeah, yeah. But so, also, like, like, for me, it's always it a trade-off.
0: Dropping it doesn't mean it will shatter, but
2: but you're gonna be I a feel lot like it's more. Some nice insurance. Yeah, yeah, and you're also gonna be a lot more reluctant to the way you're using your phone. So if you have to change your behavior of using it because you're concerned about. About it breaking, maybe it's worth it having this, just so that you can be more flexible with it and keep on using it in the same way as you do de- do when you have a case on.
1: So it's essentially a three hundred dollars case. That's true. Well, basically, and there yes. are but cases, but
0: also, like a case so from much. Apple would be like eighty bucks anyway. Yeah. yeah. So if you think about it like that, you're halfway there. Not quite. You're not even at <laughs> third. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I don't know. This is just going to be a very expensive purchase that I'm not looking forward to. Also, I have, I have like three months. Um to decide because I think you can buy Apple Care up to three months after buying the phone mm. and um the like I think I have like and I'll talk about that later. Anyway, um so yeah, I have three months to decide. <laughs> but you're also which is plenty of time.
1: You're like you're like Syracuse. You you saved for your new phone for so many years by now. But you this is but see,
0: the thing is this isn't the phone I want. This would be like John buying the twenty thirteen MacBook Pro sorry, twenty thirteen Mac Pro last year. Sure. This is how it feels.
1: No oh, well, It's like
0: the one mm. the one he wants is a year away. The one I want is a year away. You don't
2: know that though. It's just I mean Sarcusa would know sure, that because it's been people seen. been talking about the fact that the MacBook the new Mac Pro would be available since like two, three years ago. Whereas you don't know if it will be a small phone. This might be the best you ever get.
0: <laughs> it, could, it could very well be. I would hope not, mm. because then I'll seriously have to consider Google phones. <laughs> I mean, they're not that small either. No, but at least I could choose. Anyway, mm. it's okay. Anyway, Let's figure this out. Anything
1: okay. else? So, it's yes, are you, Island, Island? are you
0: going to buy the oh, new phone?
2: I'm not planning on it, um, just because I don't feel at the moment like that I would need I mean, I, you never really need it. I guess, but like, I feel like I'm not going to get enough benefits from the better camera that's rumored to be on there, and I don't know what else could be in there that would be triggering me to want to buy one. I have bought a new one like most years before because I tend to resell my old one and just keep it on a one-year upgrade um, because I'm excited about the phone. And I'm never buying myself anything else. Like I've never buy jewelry. I barely like. I barely like treat myself to anything, so I'm like, okay, I can buy a phone every year, but this year I just feel like it's not gonna be enough of a difference, uh, so I think I'm actually gonna stick with mine.
0: Mm. Um, I yeah. respect that; that's fair. Until mm. you end up buying one, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and but then I will have reasons for it. I'm not just gonna buy it for the sake of upgrading. I think I, I need to find enough reasons. So if there would be something like ultra wide band, and I'm interested in using that for something. Um, like when it comes to development or there's some tool that you can, like, some special app that you get as part of that, then I would maybe do it, uh, but I need to be convinced to do it. But I, I'm just quite happy with the one I have at the moment.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good way to
1: look at it. So no no ultra iPhone for you. Ultra <laughs> wide band, ultra wide angle camera. As I said,
2: if that's going to be the case and I see some like direct use case for it, then I might go ahead and do it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know yet. Um, there is also the rumor that there might be that ultra wide band ultra no that the ultra wide camera is going to be used for improved AR modes and things like that. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about this? Is this something that you would be excited about?
1: I Better mean, AR, AR is as as always with AR stuff. I'm excited about when it's no longer in a phone or 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 a tablet. Like, I'm excited for AR glasses, but not necessarily for AR on existing devices.
2: So what if there would be something? So I think that's something that 95 Mac had rumored about, uh, have written an article about earlier this week. Um, that the Apple glasses might be something more like a face mounted AR experience. So it might be more like what Google had with cardboard or something like. Google Google Daydream wasn't that when you put your phone into an actual case?
1: No, I think Daydream was. Um,
2: was Daydream an actual device? Y-
1: wasn't that the VR thing? Maybe. Anyway, I so mean,
2: if there would be something like a case that you put, like a cardboard case that you put your phone in, would that be enough to enough of an exp- AR kit experience that you would be excited about?
1: I realistically, I, I can't really see Apple doing that. I can definitely see it as a um, dev kit. So you. They give you like those, I don't know, some kind of thing that you snap your phone in so you can develop for whatever uh, AR OS that Apple is uh, working on. I could definitely see that, right? So because at the moment, they won't have hardware ready. You won't be able to buy AR glasses on Tuesday, I think. Um but something like that probably needs some kind of developer support. So having something where you can snap your phone in to at least experience or have an approximation of what the experience would be like. Mm-hmm. Um as a dev kit. Um for then for for more people than being able to be ready for AR OS on AR glasses. And by the way, not actually committing to this name. It's just uh <laughs> no. what popped into my head right now. Um I I think that would be something I could I could potentially see, like just pro- I mean realistically, all of us expect Apple to do more AR stuff and have hardware in AR, considering how much effort they put in- on AR in the last few years, and how clearly the phone is not the right form factor for it. Um, so I, I I would be I think it would be a relatively smart move to uh, to have that as a dev kit, mm-hmm. but actually announce that they do something so people are ready because I don't think Apple's happy with the adoption rate of current AR yeah, yeah. things. But actually saying, look, there is something and this is how you can develop exactly. for it explicitly. Like, this is
2: what we're doing now. This is not our goal. Our goal is to do standalone uh, glasses. Mm. Uh, but this is what we, you can use now for developing for it yeah. or to, to start getting an experience. Yeah,
1: and I think realistically that is something that would need... And also Apple doesn't really... You know, if they pre-announce it, they're not... Um, losing out on existing sales. It's not like people will stop buying uh, iPhones, iMacs and watches no. because they say there will also be glasses, uh, I don't know, next year or whenever they might actually be released. So I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see a sneak peek this year. yeah, Or early next year.
2: So just follow up. Um, the Google Daydream is a it is a VR s- sort of uh, goggles but you do have to put a day day di- Daydream ready phone into it. At this stage, so it's basically something you plug your phone into, and then you can see that uh, in front of your eyes. They are working on a standalone headphones, headset though. Hmm. Um, but do you really think this is something that they would release at this type of event? Isn't this more of a? If it's more for developers to use, wouldn't it be more of a, a WWDC?
1: Release? I mean, there there are multiple things to do that, right? It it is such. I think that device would be different and significant enough. To that Apple would want to explain what it's for and what it's used for and show some of their ideas of how they see it being used. Um and the developer thing is just, you know, if if you look at that as someone who is developing, you will automatically think about all right. How oh okay. Can so
2: you think it would be something that's available to public, but it's like an in between step. It's not, right? it's, it's not it's not, a, not necessarily So it wouldn't available. be a dev kit. Um. It,
1: no, I see it as a dev kit. Okay. But that is more of a side effect of showing where Apple thinks AR is going.
2: Okay. So Apple
1: might show this is where we think AR is going, mm-hmm. and as a developer, you can get a dev kit.
2: Okay, and but they still would want to show that to the public just because they would want people to know what the AR kit experience will be like in the future.
1: Yeah, sure. So I that's mean, uh, that's the reason why you can't really, really release a dev kit and not tell anyone. I know, about but it, right? I just don't weird. know
2: why they wouldn't wait till WWDC them when people are more in a sort of dev ready mode and. Uh, it's more for that event. I mean,
1: look at last WWDC, right? I, I think potentially Apple could have showed something there, but it was already jam packed.
2: They probably couldn't, though, because if this phone, if they need something like this phone to be compatible with that, uh, because they need a new camera, then maybe they. I don't know if it could. needs the new camera. I don't. I don't know either. But maybe that's a reason why they would release it.
1: Maybe, maybe. I mean, we'll just... we'll we'll see on Tuesday, uh, or we'll see on Tuesday if we're right at all. Um, yeah,
2: just an interesting we'll not know. speculation.
1: Yeah, but we'll not, I mean, realistically, we don't know anything. Either Apple shows something and we can say we were kind of right, or they will not show anything and we never know.
2: But isn't that what this podcast is about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially the never know part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, just because it might not. Yeah, yeah
1: I know. Just I know, because it
2: might mean. be released on Tuesday, I mean, it's still an interesting thing to talk about and talk mm. about whether or not it makes sense to do it
1: now. Mm. Would you be excited to make AR stuff if there would be hardware? Would or rather, I, yeah. would it change your interest in AR if Apple would announce that they are actually making hardware? Let's say next year.
2: Yeah, yeah, it would because at the moment I think um, it is a space that I've been interested in exploring, but I haven't seen any direct use cases for a phone. But if it's something that either can be used for. Uh, for games or something that will be more of a standalone device that helps people, like I just feel like the current situation the current use case if I would wanna make an app that helps people through their everyday life and through navigation, navigating through their everyday life will be, I don't feel like a phone is the right form factor for that. I mm-hmm. think a glass, glasses would be really good for that. So if they are saying we're releasing standalone glasses that you should be wearing on a like everyday basis, then that would definitely be exciting. And I would probably try, I would, I would have a lot of ideas of things I want to make for that device. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could also go the other way where they are saying we're releasing those AR go- go- goggles and, um, they're not saying anything about the future glasses, then I would probably still be excited about it. But the use case for it would be different for me. So I would probably look more at potentially starting to make games or be more interested in like designing designing games for it. It would be a very different use case than if I would know that there are glasses. But no matter which of those two would be available. What do you mean
1: with goggles?
2: Like um, something heavier, like something that you don't want to wear all day. Something more like an Oculus uh, Quest sort of form factor. I feel like AR kit would be ideal to have something that's to, to make into a product that people can wear every day. So something like glasses that are lighter weight, something that you shouldn't have like your phone strapped into. And I think that would be a really cool experience. And I think that's something I would be very excited about making apps for. So if that's what they're saying that they're going to do, I would definitely be more excited about AR kits. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are not saying that, if it's more a way for you to get sort of like a VR experience, where you strap something onto your face that's a bit heavier that you shouldn't use all day. Apple would do that. I wouldn't be as excited. that's just my point. Hopefully that's not what it would be <laughs> what, what do you feel? Would you be excited if um if if they would say that they're going in the direction of creating glasses would you would that make you want to pick up ARKit kit more? hell yeah, yeah
1: yeah okay I, I've been talking about this for for, for so long I, I'd love to do. I mean,
2: so how comes what what is stopping you right now from doing it?
1: Just because I don't know when when there is something that will, I mean, first of all. So
2: no, my point is like, what is the limitation with the current form factor? Why don't you? What do you see as a benefit? Like, what is triggering? What is intriguing to you with the glasses uh, over having AR kit on the phone?
1: Um, basically, the accessibility to the things that you're building with it. If 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 it's in any way. <laughs> Uh, on your on your head, then it's just something you will constantly see that's easier to, to you know. It's not something yeah. that you need to uh, actively pick up and do something with. It's something that will be there. So augmenting your reality through that would be uh, uh, way, way nicer than having to remember to pick up a phone and doing things around that.
2: Okay. Um, so if they would have something like a dev kit now that is more like a strap-on thing, yeah, would that make you excited to get started yeah, with ARKit? Yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, I agree. I think been will really, be really excited. and as I said, I have like a lot of ideas of what I want to do with it. I just haven't felt like the current ARKit experience is great for the type of things I want to make. For similar reasons, like you say, I don't feel like it's convenient enough for a person. I mean, many people hold their phones in front of their faces all the time anyways, but I don't feel like it's convenient enough to just have something on your phone that you have to constantly look at rather than having something more passive just in your vision, mm. uh, like glasses would give you. Yeah. How do you feel, Zach? Would you pick up a kit if, uh, if you would have glasses, if glasses would be a thing?
0: Possibly, but it's all hypothetical at this point, so I'd want to wait and see. Mm. I don't know. It's difficult to commit to anything without knowing... The direction that's being taken,
1: but that's why I think it's so valuable for Apple to pre-announce this because I do think at the moment the pickup isn't great. Yeah, and it's hard to pr- uh, predict, right? Because we don't know what it will look like. Is it something you use? You know, uh, Microsoft seems to focus more on the professional uh, sector of, like, uh, I don't know, um, medical medical area, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, repair machinery, engineering. But
2: then again, like Microsoft has quite a heavy thing that you strap onto your face. It's not really what I would expect from Apple. I would expect it to be a bit more discreet than that.
1: But that's my point, right? Until we see what it's like, it's hard to, to fully... At the moment, if you want to build something cool for ARKit, it either kind of has to be uh, like a gimmicky or, I mean, educational. They're cool mm-hmm. educational things too. But it's it's more in that realm. Rather than the kind of things that we were talking about, uh that we wanna build. Um, but it's hard, right? That relying it's already hard enough to rely on on Apple hardware for other business models, but relying on, on unannounced future potential hardware is making making that even harder.
2: Yeah, it's not like I'm I would not start working on my yeah. million dollar idea today <laughs> without having any idea of of, of what's gonna happen. Yeah. But if I they think would
1: pre announce it, however.
2: Exactly. Then I would have drop everything else <laughs> yeah, and, yeah.
1: and go for that billion dollars. Yeah,
2: mm. yeah. Um, no, but really, I think it would be making me a lot more inclined to spend a bit more time on the arcade. It's something I've been wanting to do, but I just feel like I haven't really gotten the confirmation of where it's going, mm. and that's why I don't know if the apps that I have in mind would really work. Um, I'm not saying that the R kit doesn't work in a current form, it's just the ideas I have are not really mm. that good in that form factor. Alright, we'll see. It would be super exciting. Right? I would really like that. Yeah. It would be so cool. It but would be that a lot will of just
1: fun. sleep through all of that.
2: Yeah. 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 Gonna miss outside. Like. Yep.
0: And then with a clear head be able to comprehend all of the announcements the following day. <laughs> nah, sure. we'll see. We'll I see. don't know. <laughs> like, you know, like it might just happen that my body wakes me up at like two fifty five on Wednesday morning yeah. and then I stay up. So. <laughs> Do you have But I'm not planning on it. All right. Let yeah. that be known. Will you if it happens, it's happy accident.
1: Will you pre order that Friday? Of course, why not? Yeah, all right. I, w- I wasn't sure how, if you're like, uh, just go to the store and see what's there, or if you're actually like pre-ordering. No, no, like pre-order and get rid of it if
0: I don't like it. Okay. But like, you know, get it then as Get rid of it
2: that's in returning it.
1: <laughs> no, throwing it in the drain. Or throwing it in the bin. <laughs> yeah. Whichever yeah. one is easier. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right,
2: cool. Yeah. Um, what about the watches? Is that something you would get, Zach? A new watch?
1: No, nah, not this year. I don't think.
2: No. Okay. Uh,
1: you? Oh, I mean, we know so little about those. Yeah. If it's just titanium, no. If, if it's interesting in any way, sure. Yeah.
2: If it's if it's um, ceramic, though, another. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Two of those, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I need to. I need to not uh, splurge too much this year. I'm already buying a phone. I don't want.
1: I shouldn't do that <laughs> with the watch too.
0: <laughs> Your life is so hard.
1: Yeah. I mean the watch you would at least want.
0: Maybe though, but I'm pretty happy with the series 4.
1: Yeah. Yeah, fair.
0: It's right. a really good like it's a problem when your thing your products are so good that nobody wants new ones.
1: Sure. But it's also, I mean, it depends on uh the div year-over-year year div of their hardware, right? I mean, a product can be the most mm. amazing if the next one is still twice as amazing. You would still buy it, even if you were 100% happy with the old one. But if you're super happy sure, with the sure. old one and it's only incrementally better, then you won't uh, do the upgrade. So it's...
0: And there's also some funny conditions here. Like you put a continuous glucose monitor sensor thing inside a Series 0 hardware and I'd buy that over the Series 4. <laughs> like it's just... Yeah. You know, there, This doesn't always work that newer is better, but mm. sometimes, yeah. Mm. All right, cool.
2: Cool. Was there anything else you guys wanted to get out of your system for, um. for the for the September event? Is there I think anything everything
0: like- we just said is going to be very out of date on Tuesday, but that's yeah, why we're okay. releasing on Monday or Huzzah.
2: Sunday. Oh, What's a Sunday?
0: Su- it's already Sunday. <laughs> I mean, if you want to edit it in 24 hours, that's fine. Maybe. Monday it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, no, but I'm. this might be outdated, but yeah, those are just things I would be excited about. It would be great if we get some type of glasses. I think that is quite unrealistic. I think this is more of something you believe in, Kai. But I'm, I'm jumping
1: am I'm jumping <laughs> for throwing me under the no, under you No,
2: we, we were talking about this before starting to record, and you seem to be more... You seem to expect this more than I did. I feel like it's a dub-dub thing, but I take this... Like, I take a prototype of the glasses... If, if that's a thing, uh, that would be
1: cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a point now where I would be surprised if we don't hear about Apple AR hardware within the next year. Might be this event, might be... I mean, it's not incredibly unlikely that we'll see another one this year. I mean, their new Pro uh, hardware, like MacBook Pro 16-inch, and I mean, iPads too. Sorry, I didn't... Oh,
2: do you think there won't be any iPads uh, on the September event?
1: Uh, it can I I'll dip- say no at no I, I I'd agree. I mean if there's another event, then definitely not. Because it makes more sense to have like the Macs and the iPads together, right? Mm. Um, especially if there are other like things we don't know about. And, I mean, there will, be, there will be TV stuff, right? Because Apple wants to talk about that. There might even be a new Apple TV that's...
2: Today? Uh, on, on Tuesday?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, a new Apple TV that supports... Uh, that's kind of built for for Apple TV Plus. Or even get an Apple TV with your one-year subscription of Apple Plus. There are a lot of things Apple could do with that kind of thing. Mm. Or the, the reverse. If you buy an Apple TV, you get, like a year of Apple TV plus or Apple plus or whatever they're calling it. Because also like a lot of the TV game plus? stuff that comes with the Kate could really benefit from a new, uh, a 12 or a 13 based, um, Apple TV. Okay. Cause the Apple TV hardware, the 4k Apple TV hardware is not really, uh, ideal for, for gaming. It's fine, but not, not great at 4k. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting an upgrade there for, for a Kate, uh, would make sense. Do so you there, guys
2: feel like you you think there will be any mentions of Apple Arcade at this event? Probably. No.
1: I mean, it kind of depends. To me, it really depends on how many events we're getting this year. If if we're not getting another one in in fall, then a hundred percent. Because I mean, either way, Apple will mention it, but it might not get as much time as it would. Otherwise. Yeah,
2: it's just like it should be available. It's uh, Apple Arcade is supposed to be available in in the fall, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be September and October. November isn't real. November is realistically winter, right? So they would have to have an event September and October. That doesn't feel. That's so what like. they
1: did. Like, uh, did they
2: did they have an October event?
1: Yeah. Before? Really? Mm.
2: Feels very close to one another. So that's why I feel like they will have some mention
1: of Apple Arcade. Yeah, didn't they? Would, didn't we have an October event last year? Yeah, we did. Really? We did.
0: But October could be iPads and Macs. So maybe the Mac Pro doesn't get a mention and comes back in, um, in October. Also, I think things have been a little light around the 16 inch MacBook Pro. So it's possible that this event is phone, watch, and services. Mm -hmm. And then next month is Mac and iPad. And we get like the big thing next month can be the Mac, sorry, the MacBook Pro, the 16 inch Mm -hmm. Mac Pro and, the um, iPads if we're going to get iPads anyway. what
2: about the the screen stand is that going to be mentioned
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it? they'll drop the price now. they won't do that no I wonder yeah. how much those wheels cost though for the Mac Pro do you have to,
2: do you ha- yeah you're right you have to pay for the wheels mm. does it come in four pack can I start with one Save up for the next one
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just have really good balance <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't even afford one. So, <laughs> uh,
2: uh anyways, it will be exciting. I'm looking forward to the event uh, as always. I feel like this dub dub is definitely the more exciting event from Apple throughout sure. the year. But I think this is uh, this is the second close uh, second the second most exciting
1: one. So, I mean, on to- a on a, <laughs> a non developer scale, I think the iPhone event is probably the biggest.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: But uh, it ha- apparently has the
0: most interest from around the world. I mean, that makes sense, but it's the their most watched event. But for mm-hmm. us,
1: I think DubDub Dub is the big one. Oh, actually, I actually think there will be events. now thinking about uh, events. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. Cup of tech inside. There will be Apple events. Oh wow. Um, there will be service. Uh, a good service segment because I Apple's agree. also showing it on YouTube this year instead of streaming it. Uh, yeah, and and
0: this is their biggest stage, right? So if you're going to spend like. So iPads, they they're like they do okay for Apple, and you know by themselves they're a pretty good business. But when you think about Apple as a whole, like iPads don't do much for them. So if you're going to yeah. uh, use your biggest event of the year, you're going to use the spotlight to push your shiny new thing. It's probably it probably makes a lot more sense to push services as opposed to iPads, which everyone knows the iPad exists. Mm.
1: Um, well, so the not iPad, everyone knows Apple services. the update won't be as big as it will be for like I mean Apple services. Exist don't exist yet. They will exist soon. Uh, that's definitely more interesting than saying the iPad is no faster. Yep.
2: Good point. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're saying that they rather have uh they rather focus more on the services than releasing an I mean, iPad. The
1: services uh, Apple wants to sell the services, right? And people. People tune in for yeah. iPhone, yeah. and then they <laughs> they're forced to see the services. Yeah. Not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, like, I don't think people would explicitly watch a uh, Apple TV Plus uh, uh, if Apple would say this is an Apple TV Plus only event. But- way fewer people will li- watch it than an iPhone event right so if you already have the entire audience then show your services there rather than waiting and uh, showing like a MacBook Pro and an iPad that has way less attention plus services because then you're just having the thing you want to show anyways to a smaller audience and it being on YouTube compared to, like, usually Apple streams in themselves uh, in, in yeah. compatible browsers and on the <laughs> Apple TV, uh, going on YouTube also, probably the idea is that more people will be able to watch it, so more people can see the services. Okay, and I the mean, services they still stream it on
2: their website, though, don't they?
1: Yeah, but just adding YouTube into the mix means mm. you have more, more eyeballs that will... Up. Yeah, And yeah. also on
0: YouTube, I imagine it will come up as like a promoted or featured event. You know yeah, how sometimes true. when they've got live events going, I think if mm-hmm. you get enough people watching there, it'll probably expand and help other people see it. Yeah. And anyway, I think- it's an interesting move on their part, but I mm-hmm. think it does. Mm-hmm. It is Because inter- also that sort of loosely ties into the web player for Apple Music, which was uh, announced in beta this week, of Apple being a bit more platform agnostic and just saying hey if people Mm -hmm. want to use our stuff they can and it's a very different approach to what we're used to but overall i'm here for it like i I think it's okay Um,
1: and imagine how much money this is how they want it from streaming on youtube instead of uh, having their own servers running there will actually (laughs) probably be a non-insignificant amount of money they're saving they should just, just stream it in 4K Maybe. just just to um, just to use to to YouTube's. cause Google some extra uh, mm. uh, server resources. Either way, uh, Apple Music <laughs> beta on the web uh, have either yeah, have you cool. played around it works, with it. Uh, better than the native Mac app, right. which is just really? Isn't I that disturbing? Wait, they have not
2: played with this at all. What is this?
1: It's uh beta.music.apple.com.
2: beta.music .apple.com. Yeah.
1: yeah, so it's basically I have music to have been an Apple Music
0: subscriber before like Thursday or something. I am.
1: Yeah. And then you get this really nice looking uh, Apple uh, probably from all the all the Apple web services, probably the nicest I've seen. I mean, resizing your Windows window performance is just as horrific as it is on on the uh, Apple Music app on uh, Catalina. But apart from that, it's it's really nice. It's, yeah, a really, like it's a really nice web app. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So now uh, wrap it into Electron and uh, ship <laughs> it. Yeah. Either way, a really, really nice web app. I'm, I'm a bit sad that I'm sad about that. I mean, clearly it does get a lot of attention. That's good, but I would like that attention to go towards the native apps. I don't know what's going on there. At this
0: point, I feel like a Catalyst port of the music app from iOS would be better than the music app that we've got in.
1: It's true. <sighs> it's hard to because if you look at that, like just look at the navigation for like the the kind of thing that goes down the bar, the you know, it's all very much around. Like it's not, it's not the most standard UI kit uh, transitions between different players and states. I think it would be quite awkward to pull up the small cheat small sheets with your mouse I but the it,
0: ipad app is different
1: oh good point is an ipad yeah i
0: haven't seen mm. the ipad app yeah so i think i think the ipad app particularly in landscape would be quite suited to the mac mm. Mm. yes there are cards and you could doing. probably adapt you could probably can have a persistent card instead as opposed to something you can drag but
1: yeah i think it would make a lot of sense mm. i don't mm. know but you know i i know a company a uh, small company and cupertino they do have app developers who would be completely capable of making of uh making a very very good music app on the platform that millions of people use yeah. maybe, maybe an option for yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: i mean the big thing for me with this beta um on the web thing is that search actually works, and that's why I'm using it <laughs> instead yes. of the oh well, that's so um, sad. The Mac app, because the Mac app search does not work as of beta 6 or 7 or whatever we're up to for Mac at the oh, moment. Oh, really? Um, whereas this has been quite responsive up until now. So, yes, I mean, you have to use it in a browser, but honestly, I think, I think I'm think i okay with this trade-off. So you
2: actually used this um, rather than um, listening on your Mac natively? I did on matches.
0: Friday at work, yeah. Okay. Um, but... Uh, I mean, will that continue long term? I don't know. If the if the native Mac app improves, I'd much prefer to use that. Mm-hmm. But I can't really get search to work. I have to search for things probably three times before I'm actually shown results. Um, the first time I did this, I thought that search was just broken and was returning completely the wrong results because it was showing what was in my library. Um, then I realized it just doesn't work. So, you know. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's suggesting a Jazz Scene Japan Apple Music playlist. I might have to check this out. Sounds like that would be some good music while working. <laughs> Sorry, that was random, but I just opened this.
1: Yeah, stop using your internet while we're
0: recording. <laughs> I have plenty of bandwidth, thank you.
1: Okay, okay. Okay, okay.
2: Tell yourself that.
0: Oh. Yes.
2: Um. So, I wasn't sure if we want to talk about this. Um,
0: I don't think we should, for two reasons. One, we're running long, but two, all our questions will be answered on Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, but that
1: makes it Or if, to talk- if it's not,
0: we can talk about it next
1: week. You mean, it's it's just a highlighted iOS 13.1? I'd be happy to talk about it, because now is the <laughs> chance to speculate. Next week, we will no longer be able to be as wrong as we could be right now. Do you really want to miss out on the opportunity of being done like a complete fall? If you do, we can... Sure, I mean, if you... If if you want, we can talk about
0: it, and I can tell you the one true answer that I'm probably going to be proven very wrong.
1: All right, okay. I want to hear your one true answer.
2: So, Zach, why do you think there is an iOS 13.1 beta um, before iOS 13 is out?
1: Okay, so
0: for some reason, for some reason, and and this is one of those things I'm going to look back in three days and say, why did I say (laughs) this publicly? Because not that it's bad, just because it's probably going to be a very wrong prediction. Also, when I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I read this news like 2 weeks ago, whenever they first cuz we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. It's probably been a week and a half since they did this. Um when I read this a couple a week and a half ago, um that the 13.1 beta was out. This made a lot of sense and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's why like I just had the came to this conclusion in my head and then later on when I would have checked Twitter or whatever, uh realized that people are actually like really confused about what this could mean. So to me, this is obvious, but I'm probably going to be wrong. So I will just say it anyway. I think that they had to cut 13.0 GM to go onto new phones. I don't think 13.0 will ever ship for existing phones or for, for like current phones. So, you know, if you are on 12.4.1 and you go to check your updates Thursday week, you probably won't see 13.0 is my prediction. Um, and they just had to like bump the build number and keep going because they want to get changes out and they want to keep working on things before... Uh, before the public launch, probably on September eighteenth or seventeenth in the US. I feel like that's, I feel like that's why. Like you gotta, you gotta put something on those phones. Um, and then if you think <laughs> about it, because sort of the question Just still to remains. Blank, um, people can can still well, do yeah, 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 software yeah. Who make cares? people do a software update. <laughs> um, the question still remains. Like okay, Mac didn't get bumped to. 13 to 12 what or are we at 10.15.1 mac didn't get yes yeah, so, so mac didn't get bumped. I it's like okay that kind of makes sense because you can still work on the 0. 0.0 release if you're not releasing new macs you don't need to flush them with anything so you can still work on the 0.0, 0 release until pretty close mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. to the event or to the release date so that kind of makes me think oh no new macs that's cool um i mean we got ipad os 13.1 beta but and I'm expecting no new iPads, but I think that's just because I really think iOS and iPad OS are pretty in sync, at least still. Like maybe they'll diverge more in the in the future, um, but you know we're getting betas for them on the same day. We're getting the uh, I think we're getting the same build numbers too. Like they're they're basically still the same thing for now. Uh, that probably won't last. Um, then Watch OS question still remains there. Um, it could be it could be a couple of things it could just be that watch OS 6 is more stable and they're happy to, to sh- go with the 6.0 update that they've got now and they'll work on 6.1 for a later time or it could just be that it's easier to um, put the watches on uh, put the software on the watches later just because there's fewer of them um, it could also be that uh, yeah I mean that would make sense just like scale but also it could be that the watches will ship a week later that's also possible um, so who knows? Many, many Or no CRS five this year. I very much doubt. that. <laughs> but sure. Um
1: That's what I heard. Yeah. From um, you. Yeah. So, no,
2: I, I do agree. And I felt like that was that was what I assumed that was the reason too. Uh, when I saw this. It yeah, felt like I feel like, like you
0: have to you have to cut a software release at some point. This is we yeah. work on software, but we I mean, know how it re- works. Realistically, and if you want a quick update after, you gotta keep working. Like, but realistically, yeah.
1: we, we wouldn't need to know, right? Apple could ship iOS thirteen on iPhone eleven and iPhone eleven Pro. Ship iOS what we currently consider iOS thirteen point one to all the existing phones as thirteen, and then just have an update later that brings those two branches back together. But
0: you want, so I would assume they want thirteen point one available on launch day for those new phones to be able to update to. So, what do you, like what do you do then? You keep working on thirteen, but then have an update to thirteen on launch day. No, 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 no. I mean, okay. if you're gonna push, th- I mean. So what you mean? Yeah.
2: What you are saying, Kai, if I understand, is that um, they could prepare an iOS 13.1 ba- uh, build, which would be a public launch, uh, but that that would be available. That would already have been in an iOS 13 beta rather than iOS 13.1 beta. Is that what you're saying?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I mean that, the the question is: Does 13.1 are there any new features in 13.1? That are not in thirteen. Yes, they are? CTA is the first one that comes to mind.
0: Yeah, they pushed a bunch of things. They took a bunch of things out of 13.0 and pushed them into thirteen point
1: one. Oh, well done. Then, then kind time sense. to keep working on it. Okay, mm. then then it kind of makes sense. It's,
0: it's a feature release. It's not a it's not a thirteen point zero point one.
1: Yeah, because... it's definitely mm,
0: worthy of the point
1: one. Done it. All yeah. right, because that would be the suggestion otherwise. Right, just have a. Uh, kind of like a supplemental update you have on a Mac Oh, that's what you mean. That okay. you just yeah. like, have a day one update for the phones to, to bring it up, but you call everything else 13 because that's what's shipping for for existing phones, and then you just have a fix for that. But if there are actually new features in it, then it makes more sense. Or it's because of all the Apple glasses stuff that they had to uh, get into iOS 13 and they didn't want to hide and didn't want anyone to find it.
2: See, you said, this before, but why would they not just... um,
1: I don't uh, know, I'm just trying to uh, add more conspiracy to...
2: Okay. Uh, Okay. So this is not an actual theory, like a theory. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, w- I just want to come back, get back to like what I actually think is the realistic reason. I okay. agree with, I agree with Zach. I think it was just that they had to start putting something on the devices that mm-hmm. they are producing in order to ship them, but it still feels relatively early for that because uh, IOS 13.1 came out either this week or the week before this. So is that a common thing? Do you guys know when they usually start shipping the phones from the factory and when they need to start putting uh, the final version of the iOS on there? No comment? No? Kai, do you know?
1: Mm. I mean, they usually don't need, like, I don't know.
2: I I feel like they wouldn't need, because they they ship everything by by flight.
1: Yeah. And I wonder how
2: soon they need
1: to. I'd be surprised if there would be iPhone 11s in the US by now
2: yeah but i guess they still want to start producing them and packing them and getting everything ready to be shipped before that even if they're not flying them out so how much time do you realistically need to load the latest ios onto devices before they're shipping how how much preparation time would you need for something like that
1: i mean it is hard right because there's there are not a lot of products in the world that are produced at at that kind of scale, yeah. especially something as complicated. I mean, but even even less complicated. I mean, I guess cornflakes. <laughs> cornflakes are the least
2: <laughs> complicated product you could come
1: up. Uh, I just think if you if you count each flake, each cornflake as a as a product, okay. the, the total number of products shipped uh, is probably higher in cornflakes. But otherwise, the iPhone is <laughs> pretty much there. I can't really think of a lot of <laughs> consumer products that that are produced in higher numbers. What a weird way this of really this. is really
2: weird, and I can come up with so many other things apart from Corplex. <laughs> and I just want to tell you things that are shipping in higher quantity than Corplex. I don't feel like that's what this discussion is going to be. How about
0: hundreds be. and thousands? Hundreds what? Hundreds, hundreds and, thousands. and thousands.
2: Hundreds and thousands of what? Phones?
0: The, the little sweet things. What? Oh, they have different... Na- oh, wait, wait. You probably don't call them hundreds and thousands. <laughs> I need to Google this. <laughs> hundreds
2: I was thinking something easy, like... Like rice. the stuff that goes
0: on Fairy Bread.
2: Oh.
1: What is fairy bread? What are we doing? Uh, sprinkles. <laughs> sprinkles. Sprinkles. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a good, good good cupcake place in LA.
2: No, sprinkles is like the thing you put on ice cream.
1: Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah I, those feel, I
2: feel like we're dera- derailing here. I don't know what we're talking about
1: <laughs> anymore.
2: Um, um, anyways, I feel like we should move on to the, from this because we don't really seem to get anywhere.
1: <laughs> just, um, but just to wrap it up, I mean, Apple probably wants to have a build that they consider done earlier than they absolutely need to. Mm -hmm. uh, Because first of all, having a bit of a margin on something as as important as an iPhone uh, is probably good. Uh, Second of all, they will have quite extensive QA Before they ship those phones, I I would assume. I don't think they'll be like, all right, uh, merge the the branch. Let's ship it to a billion phones today. They probably have some kind of uh, process that they go through before they flash them onto those devices and then wrap them up and then start uh, getting them ready for shipment because it's probably not the easiest task to say, all right, I would like to say, ideally,
2: ideally all developers should just test their own code. But in this scenario, maybe you need some. Some, some process. I mean, there are also
1: so many things, right? Because you, you, you're not only building software, but you're building software for hardware devices yeah. that, that are new. So there are probably also a good amount of people that wrote software for devices that they don't actually have access to at Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's probably just, I mean, in general. Disclosure on new new hardware devices is is not as as uh, it's not handed out like cornflakes. <laughs> cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, there there are probably also people that wrote software that they couldn't test on new hardware. So I I I, I would definitely expect there to be a good amount of time to have something that is like considered done being tested and done only bug fixes going into that Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's what anyone does right you you kind of have it feature complete or you have your golden master for for your hardware product Mm -hmm. um so i i don't think just because even if we would know the exact shipping date when apple starts shipping stuff from china to to all their markets that alone would also not indicate when the software needs to be wrapped up yeah, yeah there
2: might be a, and there are definitely other factors around it that are related to testing and hardware changes and, and
1: as a rule of thumb the earlier they have something they they consider done and ready to be deployed on those devices the the better and if that happened to be uh like two weeks ago mm. then i think that might be it might be worthwhile to know to rather have known bugs in your software that yeah. that you know you know when they cured, you know the frequency you know the the impact they will have but you're happy to live with them rather than but, keep, uh, yeah. keeping on working on it and then missing something last minute yeah right?
2: but also especially considering that um, if. If they actually end up moving certain things that were supposed to be in IO 13, if they move those things to IO 13.1, that means that they didn't found them to be stable enough and they weren't sure if that would be stable enough by the time they needed to ship it. Hmm. So they probably rather are a bit more conservative so that they do ship devices that have functional OS that isn't having certain bugs that those features introduced mm. and then they at least have some more leeway to continue working on the ios 13.1 uh, for, for on the feature for that and then hopefully make it by the release day but if they aren't making that or by the launch day of the phone and if they aren't able to do that then mm. there's at least a stable version
1: yeah and it also helps with like focus you know if, if you cut stuff out you can deprioritize that over the things mm. that need to work that are now few of them yeah <laughs> mm cool all right should we should we then just do picks this week and wrap it up and keep the rest for things uh, of the
2: week not yeah.
1: picks. yeah that's that's the one sounds good um realistically we won't have a lot to talk about next week anyway so mm-hmm. yeah, no yeah,
2: maybe cool yeah.
1: all right marlin do you want to start uh, no i do not zach do you want to start sure um i i don't know what
0: this is this pick. <laughs> All right. so I, I don't know what I'm picking. Is the point? I'm. I'll just. I'll just tell a very short story then. So,
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, should I start? I.
2: I, <laughs> I this segment. Do you, do you know the rules of this segment? <laughs> but
0: I. But I don't know what I'm picking. Oh. That's, okay. So, so. you're gonna. start. So I us don't know, like, I have. I have. I. I had an experience that. There's multiple parties involved, and I don't know what my actual pick is. So okay. I will just tell the story, yeah. and how about you decide what yeah, the f- pick I f- is? I
2: feel like this needs a bit more explanation, so please, please go ahead.
0: Wait,
1: okay. Do you know at so, all what he's talking
2: about? I have no idea. Okay,
1: good. Yeah. Okay, I, I thought of I'm missing you don't something, know what sobri- talking about. I haven't told you yet. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's <laughs> no, do no, this. No.
2: <laughs> 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 i'm as <laughs> lost
1: as you yeah. okay cool yeah
0: all right so yesterday i needed to order something online mm-hmm. i needed some tape because reasons for uh diabetes related reasons and i was recommended a site called Rockadex which cool like it's a site rockadex.com.au. sounds good um <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's just like your average looking website i think it's run by one person um, they're <laughs> a parent of somebody with diabetes actually if you go to their site they have lots of cool stuff they have like lots <laughs> i still of, have no I idea mean, where this these, is
1: going <laughs> most
0: of these things are uh, aimed at kids but anyway so i decided to get the most uh not colorful tape that i could buy because i needed some tape as i as i earlier I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and that part. um yeah so, so <laughs> uh, anyway uh Realized it was cheap and shipping was only two dollars, so I was like, "Well, this is great. Uh, this is this is cool." So I added I added a single piece of tape to my cart, which was very strange uh, because, like, who wants to buy tape by the single piece? But anyway, it was like a dollar eighty or something. So I'm like, "Well, I'm going to get a few more." So I added a few more to my cart as you do naturally, um, and I came to a like a purchase amount that I was happy with. Then I decided, okay, it's time for me to purchase these things. <laughs>
2: okay. How much tape did you get? I'm just curious. Not much. I got what is I a
0: satisfying think, amount of tape. No, no, I got I got three three pieces, which is three because I don't actually know if I'll like this tape. I've never ordered it before. So I need I've got three weeks worth coming. Um actually slightly less, eighteen days worth. And then if I like it, I will probably do a bulk order. Um, but I want to try it out first. Reasons why I need this tape, we can talk about it later. I've got a new CGM. It's not that great, but anyway. Uh, And the tape that it comes with is horrible. So, anyway, I'm trying out this tape. Oh, that's the irrelevant part. So, then I went to to my cart and I tried to check out. And then you used your new app, and that's what you're picking this week. No, no, no. So, I want to get this correct because it was, like, stupidly easy that, I, I could probably get the details wrong, right? So, if I add something to my cart, I had a pink piece of tape to my cart. Oh, okay, cool. So, there are four buttons when you look at your cart. You have a checkout button. Mm-hmm. Pretty standard.
1: Yeah, it seem, seems so. Um,
0: you have a PayPal button. You have right. a GPay button. So, mm-hmm. I guess Google Pay. Um, And you have an Apple Pay button. Cool. And my instinct was to hit the checkout button because that's normally the flow that you do when you're looking at a cart. But I thought, hmm, this Apple Pay button looks interesting. I'm just going to press this Apple Pay button. So, I did. And then, like, a second later, my watch was prompting me to confirm Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, did it. And then I was shown the Your Order is Confirmed page. Now, in and of itself- this might not seem very extraordinary, but I don't think I've ever had an Apple Pay on the web si- like checkout process that doesn't ask for at least some kind of additional information, let alone like, make me make an account. So... I think this is like, so I, I don't know what the pick is. I don't know if the pick is Apple Pay on the web. I don't know if the pick is the Rockadex site or if the pick is whatever payment processor checkout flow they're using, but I was just blown away by how easy this experience On your was. behalf, I will definitely say Apple Pay on the web. <laughs> but, but is it though? Because I've used Apple Pay on the web heaps and no one else has implemented a flow this nice. So, I mean, Apple Pay can be this nice,
1: I, but- it, I have that flow quite frequently like I, I think okay, the you're last- in the
0: North America <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah maybe but I, I've used so many flows that are like that and I agree it's amazing like, it's so
0: nice. Like, didn't ask for my email address, didn't ask to create an account, didn't ask for my address. Obviously, that information is all given through Apple Pay, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But like, I even had the option to select my my shipping method. Like, yep. if I wanted the express shipping or whatever in the Apple Pay dropdown, I was like, whoa, it shouldn't be this easy to purchase things online. But it is. <laughs> and I was amazed. Yeah, so, right. that's my pick because I just I couldn't believe it. And I actually, then I went and wrote an email to the, the person who runs the site. And I'm like, thank you for having a proper <laughs> checkout process. But I wrote it quite nicely um cool. and didn't just imply that they would have done something wrong if they didn't have a proper checkout so, but anyway, you get what i'm saying so mm. yeah it's pretty um it's pretty cool and I was like this is way too easy, but this is so nice they don't want any extra information I was really happy um and I'll definitely be ordering from them again, assuming the tape is good mm. um so that's my pick cool
1: i will i would call it uh, apple peona web in a show notes but i agree See? it's it's a really it's a really uh. nice uh Yes, really. Yeah. Especially like, also, more checkout. I mean, it's still
2: like good that the people who own the website actually implemented yeah. Apple Pay. So they should exactly. still get some credit,
0: but. I agree. I,
1: but also, I, yeah. just like on your phone, it's so nice because on the phone, it's at least for me more painful to, to enter all my details. Mm. So having that kind of flow while trying to check out from a web store on your phone, it's it's making it even more. Web store? I know, it makes it even nicer. But uh, I have one issue um, with that flow. Uh, Apple is not particularly good in supporting super long uh, text in that flow. So if you happen to have a shipping method that exceeds uh, one line, uh, of, of information like I don't know it's f- in, in North America again FedEx Premium Super Express one, one and then it says I, ca- I can't see what the one means like one day one week one, uh, one weekend uh, so like if you have a super long string in that field it seems to just concatenate the tail rather than uh, come to Australia
0: where it's either you pay or it's three years <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's 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 my one grief with that mm-hmm. flow but otherwise i 100% agree and i do it whenever whenever i can
0: yeah mm. i was very very impressed and never seen something that easy mm. <laughs> never anything it's nice when technology just works. Uh-huh. well like truly like that was one like you know checking out can be a pain point and this mm. just sort of
1: alleviates that entirely mm. so yeah and it probably helps with their conversion rate it's good mm. mm. Yeah, because oh, I mean, hope, like, I mean, I
0: I couldn't believe that I saw the confirmation page just <laughs> after. It's like, you know, I thought, surely I'm going to have to do something else or put oh. something else in. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's good, cool. All right, uh, should I go next, Marlon? Sure, go for it. All right, um, my thing of the week is uh an iOS app actually called Time Page either of you heard of TimePage?
2: You showed it to me earlier this week, and mm-hmm. I already and I had it not. on my phone, so
1: yes. All right. So, TimePage is a calendar app on iPhone and iPad and Apple Watch, but I use it on iPhone. And it's a just an incredibly nice designed, very custom, but just delightful to use uh, app. And it's exactly what we often talk about uh, on this podcast, that we liked, like clever, smart, interesting designed and working apps that are just kind of delightful with Mm -hmm. like nice animations here and there and like they
2: have so many nice things like the sound effects yeah i don't have i don't know i don't use sound that often i have my phone turned into silent (laughs) mode quite often so i don't know if many calendar apps usually have sound on but i doubt it and it's a really really nice like
1: additive to it
2: it's like satisfying satisfying sounds when you're like scrolling through a list of your calendar events and Mm. yeah it's
1: I mean in general so the the app is made by uh, Bonobo and all the apps are very much uh, focused on the same kind of idea and all of them have really nice sound effects but it's just I don't know there's something it just feels very complete with the sound effects and the nice animation and the nice interactions and there's so many
2: and also haptic feedback Mm. that's nice
1: and there are so many nice things. Like it's uh, there. There's some some like wittiness and fun in there. Like if you have a calendar uh, event, like a meeting somewhere that's not where you're physically located right now, they have this kind of nice overview of where the where the where the uh, event is, what the weather is like at that location for the time that that it is scheduled, which I think is super clever, um, who it is with and how, how long it takes for you to travel there. And they have like this the driving and it's like a nice older car and like traveling and they have mm. one with the spaceship.
2: Yeah, it says how long it takes you to get somewhere with a spaceship. I and I think to, that's just, you know... It's, I had it's to be somewhere of... and it took me three minutes to get there by a spaceship. Three minutes? Yeah.
1: With a spaceship? No, sorry, it's three
2: seconds. Okay, three that's seconds. better. Yeah.
1: Do you have meetings in, in Australia? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Three seconds.
1: Um, and it's just, yeah, overall, uh, big fan. Uh, mm. I used to use Fantastical uh, before that, but yeah, I'm I'm now completely converted, at least on, on iOS, uh, to TimePage. They have a subscription model, so Zach might not be the biggest fan of that, but I mean... This is an app. It's it's very nice. It's not too expensive. I think it's fifteen bucks a year. Um but uh, for me it's it's definitely worth it. Uh I wish they had a Mac app. I hope they will have a Mac app at some point because I, I do like what they have they, an iPad app. They do have an iPad app. Let's see. But There's an opportunity so they already here. have a Mac app, yeah. if you think about <laughs> it. Yeah. Mm. I mean they do Come so on, many Kai. they do a lot of custom stuff with like you you moving things around. So I don't mm-hmm. know how well that will work. But yeah, I would I would love that. Um, just because some of the features they have in the app, I would really like to use across all the devices that I would look at events. And I actually use my Mac more for looking at calendars than I use my phone. But uh, the app is nice enough that I actually go to my phone to look at events rather than using my Mac. So yeah, can't, can't recommend it enough. Time page. Cool.
2: Do um, you say that there's a trial too? I did not. There's a seven day trial, so if you just want to test it out and you don't know if you wanna, if you wanna get it yet, um it's, great. it's a custom one.
1: It it's not one of those that automatically opt you into paying for for the rest of your life, and they're not charging crazy amounts per week after after your trial is over. It's just seven days you can try it out, and then they will offer you to subscribe rather than kind of being, I don't know. I I think it's the official Apple way that. Uh, with the trial that automatically converts, but I I always feel like that's a bit
2: weird. Seriously, that's the official way?
1: That's the default way of offering trials. So they implement a custom one, I believe.
2: I feel like that's much friendlier. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, because you're not... Yeah, I don't know. It, It feels like otherwise you forget and then you're yeah. paying well yeah. this is and you then you're always
2: gonna pay like one month at least and mm. then you just cancel it and it's nice backup. right
1: you use it and if either you use it enough that you come back yeah. and then they offer you for you to pay for it exactly or you don't and that's okay yeah yeah that makes sense anyway nice app mm. uh,
2: sure. so my check turn. it out um so i'm picking a game um called bridge construction portal I haven't picked this before, right? Uh, It's a really good game. And I played it a while ago, so that's why I'm unsure if I picked it. I sort of don't feel like I did. I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. So if anyone has played the Portal games... this is by, this is the same universe as the Portal PC games. Um, so Portal is a way. If you don't know Portal, I should maybe I pick that first. <laughs> um, if you don't know Portal, you should definitely play that first and then play P- Bridge Construction Portal. So it's a way for you to, um, build bridges, <laughs> basically. Um, you have to get from one point to another. And the way you do that is by like certain, certain construction pieces that you get and you have to, build a way for those minions to drive or people to drive a cart from one side to another so um you have to somehow Are you calling construct humans
0: minions <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not a robot um <laughs> you have to somehow build a uh, a bridge to get to the other side um and then you as you continue progressing you get more and more um difficult levels and you also get more and more Portals. So portals are basically ways for you to get through one of the. You you, you can put your like cars. Uh, you can build a bridge towards one portal, and then that will teleport you. To another place. So you will come out from another portal and the other side of the stage. So you have to sort of think of how you can use those portals to get to the end stage. And yeah, if you play the portal game, you will understand what I'm talking about when you, when I say portals, but it's basically like a hole in the ground that you have to get to. And then you will come out from another hole on another place and you have to make sure that you're using those to get to your final destination and I think the ideal is that you just need to get one of the cart of humans through the level, but you do also get, um, you have like hundreds of humans that you have to get through. And I think you get extra points if you manage to get all of them to survive throughout the level, uh, but that's not a requirement. Um, it's fun. I really like it. And it also has this like robot, uh, like the portal game that gives you, gives you advice or talk about how competent or incompetent you are at the game it's a it's a really good really good game that's in the portal universe so i think it's really cool do i give it justification do i justify do i give this game justice sure it's a it's a really good game but i feel like i'm struggling making uh, like really selling this but it's a really fun game so um
1: I, r- I mean, a lot of, I mean, bridge building games in general are quite, it's it's a genre of games that mm. is relatively uh, common and they have a portal spin on it. So, mm. if if you think you like building bridges and like bridges that behave relatively physically accurate and then add portals uh, into the mix, mm. then you should play the game and you'll probably enjoy it. Works on Mac, iOS and most other platforms, really.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's on Mac too. Mm. Yeah. That's really good. Um, so you guys should check it out.
1: Mm. Cool. Mm. I I just realized Sweet. that Apple Pay uh, prohibits the use, uh, or Apple prohibits the use of Apple Pay for cigarettes and tobacco products as well as firearms. So that's oh, good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, got to make it difficult to get those things. It's good. I mean, it's already easy enough in the US, you could otherwise probably just, you know, you tap your watch and all of a sudden there's like a a tank arriving at your front door next day. Mm, Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm. Did you guys have anything else you want to chat about? Any last predictions? Or should we just talk about how wrong we were uh, next week?
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely have some. I, I think
0: that's the more likely outcome.
1: Here. I, I feel like I have a lot of things to talk about how wrong I am next week.
2: Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I'm excited. Uh,
2: yeah, me too. <laughs> because all I'm also the, excited all, about all the random stuff I made up. <laughs> I'm also excited about our predictions list that we prepared a couple of weeks ago. Um, so next week we will score that as well and make sure that we, Ooh, th- we we have to check who the winner is and we also have to actually decide on a prize. I think there was something something coffee related
1: yeah coffee mug i like that idea
2: yeah the problem was that we had to order 150 of shop? them
1: yeah but uh, <laughs> i i heard that you guys were talking about a coffee mug and i i think i like that, that idea works. better.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah let's let's chat more about this and then
1: the coffee mug that you guys have to buy me <laughs> you think you're winning this <laughs> i i actually think you're I very really optimistic
2: kind. i don't know i don't know
1: i looked at the our predictions and i'm very confident
2: I mean that's where you predicted them.
1: <laughs> no, no, when I no? predicted them I was very not confident. Really? But now now a few more days in, I'm actually a feeling a lot more confident than than I was back then.
2: Okay. Well that's good for you. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think I think I have a fair shot
1: as well. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Looking forward to it.
1: Now we'll be good.
2: All right. Um talk to you guys then.
0: Enjoy the event. Mm. Enjoy your sleep.